Hello, thank you so much for joining me today for Give Him 15. The title of today's post is Moving Into Greater Authority. In a post last week, I mentioned an important passage from Romans 8 regarding mature sons and daughters of the Lord capable of representing Him on earth. I knew at the time that further explanation was needed regarding this. I want to address this today. Today's teaching is also an appropriate follow-up to yesterday's post regarding anarchy and a lack of leadership. There are several Greek words for a child, each depicting a different level of maturity. These words are also used to describe various stages of spiritual maturity. Napios means no speech and refers to an infant or baby. 1 Corinthians 3.1 says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants, or the King James says, babes in Christ. Hebrews 5.13, for, for everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he's an infant or babe. A paideon, paideon, is a toddler or young child. Matthew 18.4 says, whoever then humble, humbles himself as this child, he's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Ephesians 5.1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, Pideon. A technon is a child up to and including a teenager or young adult. Galatians 4.19 says, My children, with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you. 1 John 5.21 Little children, Guard yourselves from idols. And finally, a huios, H-U-I-O-S, huios, is a fully matured son. Spiritually speaking, huios is not gender-based, even though it's translated son. Just as a male can be part of Christ's bride, females can be a fully matured son. Romans 8.14 says, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Matthew 5.45, So that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. In Christ's day, when a child matured and had been adequately trained, they were placed into sonship. And I use that word intentionally. They were placed into sonship. For this important transition, a public ceremony called a huiothesia, the word huios, son, huios, thesia, huiothesia. This word literally means placed as a son. It was different than a bar mitzvah ceremony and normally occurred at 30 years of age. The father of the 
child would invite members of the community to this event, for it was a public announcement that the child was now a fully mature son with full authority to represent the family name, business, etc. He wanted the community to know he has my authority. He can do this now. During the ceremony, the father would announce, this is my beloved son, Huyas, in whom I am well pleased. This is why Father God spoke these words at Christ's baptism, Mark 1.11. He was declaring that Christ was fully authorized to speak for him and conduct his business. It was Christ's public huiothesia. Huiothesia is usually translated adoption as sons in the New Testament. Technically, however, this word isn't saying we're being adopted into God's family. It refers to the above ceremony, stating that as his children already in the family, we're being positioned or placed into sonship. God's plan is to mature us from spiritual babies to mature sons and daughters qualified to fully represent him. There is a fifth stage, which I'll deal with at some point, and that would be pater or fathers, fathers and mothers. This understanding of sonship is important in Romans 8. The chapter tells us that as God's children, regardless of our maturity level, we have all the rights, blessings, and privileges of being in his family. Romans 8, 16, 17 say, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children, technon, of God. And if children, technon, heirs also, heirs of God, fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may be also glorified with him. However, the passage makes an important distinction between children and sons, saying that sons, we us, of God are led by his spirit. The verse says, Romans 8, uh, 14, for all who are being led by the spirit, these are the sons, we are sons of God. Many of God's kids are not yet led by the Spirit. Though they have access to his blessings, they're not mature enough to know his voice and ways. Some never grow to this point. And children have rights and benefits that sons possess or representational authority. This passage goes on to say that creation is groaning and travailing, waiting for the revealing of the sons of God, not his children. The children of God cannot bring healing to the earth. Only mature sons and daughters, those led by the Spirit, can do so. Obviously, a time of complete healing and restoration will one day come to the earth. We know that. Just as a full manifestation of our redemption will one day occur. 
But as Christ's ecclesia, we are to manifest a level of this sonship now representing his spiritual authority and releasing his healing to a groaning earth. I am confident that God has matured, we'll continue by the way, a company of believers throughout the earth into their sonship stage. They've grown in wisdom, knowledge, no longer spiritual babies or children. These believers have matured to a point where they can be trusted with Christ's authority as mature sons and daughters. They'll bring salvation, healing, and restoration to impoverished nations, teaching them to prosper. They'll transform governments, education, economies, medicine, farming, and more. They'll be healers of decimated cities and nations, as Isaiah said, deliverers of the oppressed and downtrodden. This is all part of the discipling of nations we were commissioned to in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Although we are in an era of increasing spiritual warfare on the earth with evil increasing and manifesting in many ways, God has, pre has a people prepared to accomplish his will. We must not fear but stand boldly in his name, releasing his kingdom authority and salvation. We are his healers and deliverers. We must move in humility, but also in power. We must operate in love, also in authority. We are ambassadors of the King of Kings, and this can be our finest Hour. Let's pray into this. Father, we are people called for such a time as this. You intend for and have prepared the ecclesia to accomplish your purposes on earth. Though, though we feel inadequate at times, as we see evil abounding in the earth, may we be continually reminded that your grace abounds even more. Keep us reminded that we are equipped for this battle, not from our own strengths and gifts, but because of the greater one in us. Christ's authority upon us. We join our hearts as a vast prayer army, agreeing in intercession for the church around the world. We ask that a high level of revelation be released in your people, awakening us to our calling and equipping. Make this revelation as powerful as, for us as it was for Peter, who only weeks after denying Christ stepped into his apostleship and authority. Bring revelation to the church of 
Holy Spirit's transforming power of the incredible reality that he resides within us. Through his holy presence in us, we truly are more than conquerors and can do all things through Christ. Pour out your spirit. Awaken your spiritual army. Cause us, your sons and daughters, to realize our authority and position in Christ. Infuse us with new levels of humility, love, faith, boldness, and discernment. And do these things with such strength that we, like the early ecclesia, turn our world right side up. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Our decree, we decree that mature sons and daughters of the Most High God will arise in this hour to heal individuals and nations. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me. I'm going to continue on this theme tomorrow, and I hope to see you then.